Hello and welcome to How I Got Here, the podcast series where successful people share their stories about their journey. Today I'm joined by Véronique Fauconnet, who is a well-known French actress in Luxembourg theatre. She originally studied at the Conservatoire de Luxembourg under Marc Ollinger, Claudine Pelletier and Philippe Noisen. Véronique began her acting career in 1987 at the Théâtre de la Ville in Luxembourg. She has to her credit some 60 pieces from Fado through to Mousset in the classical field and also Allen through to Duringer in contemporary theatre. Veronique took over the artistic direction of the TOL, the Luxembourg Open Theatre, in 1999 and has starred in over 20 European feature films and directed portraits of actors. Hello and welcome to the show, Veronique. Hello. Thank you so much for joining us and sharing your story a little bit about how you got to where you are today. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to ask you, how did you get into acting? Ooh, it's a long story. (laughs) We have all the time in the world for you. (laughs) Um, If I'm going back very, very far away, I think I was always very um, passionate about not only theatre, but what was happening on the stage. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I was a little girl, of course, I wanted to become a classical dancer. Yeah. <laughs> but, mm, yes, that, that was it. And then teenager, it was music, because that's, uh, it, it was what I liked, what I loved, what I wanted to do. Didn't know what, because I wasn't a very good musician. But I really wanted to do something in music. Mm-hmm. And, and then it was acting. I think because you don't start when you are a child, mm-hmm. uh, you need a little bit of maturity to do uh, acting studies. You, you never start acting studies at six, seven, eight years old, never. And then I was at that time, I was at the conservatory in Luxembourg doing music, mm-hmm. trying to do music, <laughs> music uh, courses. There was this magic word in French, uh, art dramatique, mm-hmm. and I didn't know what it, what it was really, what, what it really meant. And then I thought, oh, what's that? What's that? It sounds very exciting. And then I decided to, um, to do an uh, inscription, no, not an inscription, at the, to register myself to register, as, yeah. as a student for the art dramatique and of course I was too late you know of course everything was closed and uh, and there was an opening day at the conservatory so I thought okay maybe I I went uh, I'm going to to see a teacher and to ask what can I do next year and uh, there was a lot of people waiting waiting in front of a, of a door and then I entered and there was a um, very impressive man sitting behind his desk <laughs> and I entered but I was very 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 shy and I said yeah um, hello I know it's too late but I would, would like to do some diction diction is how to speak you learn how you're working on uh, poetry and, and mm-hmm. so on and he looked at me and he said but you want to do that or do you want to do dramatical art and Mm -hmm. you know it was full of stars in my eyes (laughs) he said the magic word (laughs) and I said no 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 I would like to do dramatical art but uh, I've been told that it's too late before I've got I've got to do one year of diction Mm. and he said okay I'm I'm, I, I'll see whether what I'll do. Give me your phone number, and uh, he underlined the phone number three times, <laughs> and then um, two or three days after, he called me and he said, "Okay, you're coming uh, Tuesday, five thirty. Uh, you you are registered." <gasps> it was it was incredible, and that was the. How old were you? Sorry, when this 18, happened? 18, 18, 18, Okay, yeah. 
And uh, he was the director of the Théâtre des Capucins. Mm. He was Marc Ollinger, my theater father. Yeah. And yeah, that's how I started really with him, with a um, coincidence, luck. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. It, it was... Uh, right person at the right time, at the right place. Yeah. And the, at that time, the Théâtre des Capucins uh, was just opening. It, w- it was open for, I think, uh, 12 months or something like that. And then six months after, he said, OK, uh, do you want to play? Because I uh, would need, uh, need someone for three sentences in a play. And it was <gasps> a dream. Yeah, even <laughs> just three dream. sentences. Oh, yeah. yes, of course. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My God. But at that time, of course... Uh, I was working. I was working uh, in a normal job, uh, 40 hours a week, because yeah. um, on my family it was forbidden to do theater studies, you know, that was just not a job, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, um, yeah, it it really took time, uh, took time before I could uh, live out of my r- dream, dream mm-hmm. job. But, um, yeah, pa- patience. What were your parents' expectations for you when you were growing up? Because you mentioned it a little bit there. What, what did they expect of you? Um, a good job. And for them, a good job was not artistic, of course, not cultural. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, my mother, I would say at that time, certainly secretary. <laughs> yeah. And my father was certainly more uh, maybe an accountant or something like that, you know. But it was, yeah, for me, it was just boring or really not what I wanted to do so I I I did this kind of studies uh, Mm -hmm. first and and then uh, I thought no don't I I don't really want that but at that time it was impossible to live out out of that job Mm -hmm. in Luxembourg there were there was no statues there was nothing nothing at all Mm -hmm. so in fact all of us at that time I I mean um, mid 80s uh, we would just having uh, other jobs, you know. Mm-hmm. Or, uh, most of the person were acting, were a teacher, or um, yes, most of them were teacher in the conservatory or French teacher or whatever. But but that was like that at that time. It was not not uh, professional. I mean, it was professional in what we wanted to do, but there was no status, so it was not uh, it it was not um, recognized as a job. Right. It's very funny, but it was it's like funny that. because it wasn't that long ago, um, and now there are so many theatres in Luxembourg. For a small place, there are so many theatres and so many productions. So, when do you think that change happened? When acting was suddenly not more popular, but more recognised? Uh, the first change was the cultural year in 1995. Mm-hmm. It was a huge change in that country. It was incredible. First, because there, it was a a huge success mm-hmm. and then uh, I think mm, I hope uh, the political decided to change something because the world was changing uh, and Luxembourg had to change as well because it was only known as a bank paradise mm. and I think at that time they decided to to put more on culture and in 2000 the uh, the Ministry of Culture um, did the Statue des Intermittents du Spectacle mm. and to, to able people to, to work and as it says in English, intermittent, that means you are working, you are not working, you are working three, four days, you are not working three, four days. Yeah. At least to, 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 to be able to, to live out of that. 
not wonderfully, but but I mean, it's existing now. It's very, very, very important. So then you don't have to be a part-time teacher while you're also doing mm-hmm. your part-time dream job. And for you, when was when were you able to fully go into acting? Uh, 14 years after I started the conservatory. Oh, wow. Yeah, it took 14 years. First, it took seven years before I could take a part-time, part-time job. Mm. And that was my dream at that time because there, there was nothing else to do. It was like that, you know. I mean, you've got to pay your rent. You've got, um, that's There's it, no way, that's what you have to do. Yeah, yeah. of course, you know. Yeah. So f- my dream was, was to have a part-time job. And then th- seven years after... Uh, I had that. It was wonderful. And then another seven years, uh, I was able to, uh, to, have, to, to take that, uh, that statue. It was in 2000 when the, mm. when the statues was, were um, efficient. Yeah. There's a lot of young people nowadays who are actually still doing that, working part-time jobs and also trying to get into acting. Do you have any advice for them? When can they kind of jump both feet into acting and if it's worth persevering? Of course it's worth. I think it's very important to to get up in the morning and to think, okay, great, I'm going to work today. Mm-hmm. It's, it's wonderful. I mean, it's it's one of the meaning of life, you know, to be to be happy of what you're doing. So it's uh, uh, it's it's worth everything, every sacrifice, uh, every problems and all that. Mm-hmm. But it's hard. It's 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 very, hard to keep that hard. in mind when people are juggling so many other financial burdens. Of course, of course, it's mm-hmm. it's, it's not easy, and they have to try. Uh, of course, they don't have to try forever and ever and ever because at a certain time you have to accept that maybe you've got to change your direction. You know, mm-hmm. of course, but if you are not trying and if you are not uh, strong enough to to think, okay, it's not perfect. It's not what I want, but I've got to, to take some time, I've got to be patient and and maybe it will happen and continue to, 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 to work because of course for an actor it's difficult to work at home, you know. <laughs> we are yeah. not a sculptor, we are not a musician, yeah. we are not but I mean you can you can read, you can take some courses, you you can you can do a lot of things. So you try not to, to lose your hope. But it's not easy, of course it's not easy, but it's all the artistic job are like that. I mean, if you are a writer, okay, you can write alone uh, at, at your place, but it's so difficult to be published. It's it's choice of life. Mm-hmm. Um, and speaking of difficult to be published, what about being an actor, an actor or an actress? What's the process from the first time you hear about an audition all the way through to getting the job? Can you explain that journey for us? First, I think it's... It's also luck, mm-hmm. fortunately or unfortunately, I don't know, but it's also luck because you've got to be the person that the director will want. Okay, mm-hmm. it's a question of, of course, talent, but I mean, when you are, you really want to do that, I think you are a little bit talented. And then, okay, you've got to correspond to, to an image or to an energy or to a physic. And it's not only depending on you, it's depending on how the role will, will speak to you, of course. And then, okay, will you be the right 
person or will you have the right exchange with mm-hmm. uh, with the director and will you will you have or not the luck of meeting the director because on some casting okay you are 100 and uh, yes okay next one next one yes we will call you we'll call you we'll call you so it's very 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 difficult so how does it work you get the you you hear from your agent or you hear about um, a casting call and you just go to the casting and then what happens of course you've got agents and Of course, uh, more you are famous, best is your agent. Mm. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a bit hard, but it's like that. So normally your agent will tell you about, uh, about a casting or about a, a meeting in cinema or theater. Uh, in Luxembourg, you've got very few casting directors and very few actors. So normally we know each other mm-hmm. then you are yeah you are being called for the cinema you are you are being called okay for for an appointment sometimes not all the time but sometimes with the director and that's luck that's really really luck when when you can meet the director and then you receive the scenario okay you read it you read your part uh, sometimes you are casting for an exciting part and then the one you are receiving is not so exciting but it's work you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then yes you you prepare yourself you it's difficult to say because y- you try to make um, a, a, a real advice on how the character should be but you've got no one to discuss with mm-hmm. if your your feeling is uh, right or not but okay it's kind of job where feelings are very very important as well and um, and then yeah may, maybe you think okay how, how shall i dress how, um, depending on the character and then you are getting filmed of course during uh, during the casting and uh, and then and then and then and then it's up to the director up it's also a question of uh, with who you you will have the scene mm-hmm. um, if they are because sometimes in luxembourg uh, they've got some famous actors french german english famous actors so If you are looking a little bit like uh, the first role, if it's a woman or a man, mm, not too lucky because <laughs> she's got long brown hair. Okay, they will certainly not want an actress with long brown hair. Yeah, <laughs> that kind of things, and that all these things doesn't belong to you uh, because the director already have in in his head the image he, he wants. And does he share that with you or no? Do you know? N- no, okay. not. he doesn't share that. What he's sharing is he's trying to uh, to make you play in a different way okay. or in different ways. Or sometimes, for me, when you are v- with very good directors, they ask you to improvise, and I think that's the best thing because you don't have anyone to give you uh, the lines in front of you. So uh, an improvisation is just uh, yes, what you most natural. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And yes, and then uh, and then you wait, and then of, of course he's seeing maybe different uh, ten different actresses or actors for the same role. Then he will because it also depends on how you look uh, Physically, with the camera yeah. because it's it's uh, y- you you cannot do anything about it. It's a question of light. Uh, or you are wonderful in front of a camera, or it doesn't really work, and that's it. You don't know why it's like that's that. That's all it is, yeah. yeah. It's how, how you, your face is built, you know, uh, mm-hmm. you nose, your mouth, and well, that's it, you know. Uh, or it's wonderful, uh, or it's, yeah, okay, mm, why not, yeah. 
-hmm. So in cinema, it's like that. In theater, it's a bit different because as we are in a very small country, um, normally people, we, we all know each other. It's, mm -hmm. it's like that. And it also depends on what language you are able to play because all the actors are not able to play in uh, Luxembourg, German, French, uh, English, uh, Italian or whatever. It's, uh, mm -hmm. it's impossible because we, we've got our first our mother tongue and then uh, our love language, I would say, uh, mm -hmm. where we are very uh, comfortable. I don't have the same voice in English and in French. It's like that. Yeah. It's, it's like that. The way you, you are... Thinking in a in a foreign language, it's it, it, you act differently. In Luxembourgish, I'm not emotional. It's very funny. Okay. Uh, if uh, I have to speak Luxembourgish, I don't speak perfectly Luxembourgish. But if I have to speak Luxembourgish, my emotion, my emotions are are not so so big. It's it's funny. It's funny. In French, it's horrible. <laughs> that's that's yeah. really interesting, yeah. actually. Yeah. Um, so I think it, most people have this image that when you're an actress you have to go through so much rejection mm. um would you say that you have a tough skin after your career or would you say that even from the beginning you are that kind of person who can take no for an answer no not me okay <laughs> I, I never was like that kind of of person no I, I could take no for an answer of course of course but um it was hard it was always hard or it was hope and even without asking because you knew that directors knew you were available and you wanted to do it and you especially in theater you knew a uh, distribution was done and then okay no they he doesn't ask me he he asked this person this person this person not me okay okay i will not do it yes it's tough it's tough but it's part of the job and I think one very important thing is to realize that uh, um, you cannot be perfect for everyone or you, you cannot be um, the inspiration for the others. For some people they are inspired by you and some other they are not. Mm -hmm. It's got nothing to do with love but it's like that. And, and it's not personal. It's not, but it's... it's it feels it's personal. Ah, yes, especially yeah. when you're young. Of yeah. Course, of course. And I think rejection happens in so many different industries as well. I think it's just more frequent in acting and modeling careers. But actually it happens in, you know, you go for a job interview and you don't always get the job. And maybe during the interview, you feel that you perform so well. Mm -hmm. And then you don't, you don't get that call and you kind of wonder, is there something wrong with me? Or like, did I imagine that I was good for the job, but I'm actually not? There's a lot that we have to deal with when we are trying to build our careers. What's your best piece of advice for someone who, to, to pick themselves up again? Not to think it's your fault, <laughs> maybe. Yeah. Uh, but that there's other, um, other things that, uh, that maybe you cannot imagine, especially, I would say, especially in cinema. Mm. Um, and then try to do better the next time. But yeah, it's of course it's you, but at a certain level, you really have to think, okay, the next one will work better mm -hmm. and the next one and the next one and the next one. Otherwise, you've got to change your job. Yeah, because at some point you have yeah, to, yeah. yeah. Otherwise, it's it's too, too cruel. Yeah, really. um, but for you, you've done, you know, really well. 
what's the stuff that we don't see? Because we see all the good sides. You know, you've, you've done very well. You have a great career and you managed to leave your part time job to do this full time and you're really living your dreams. Is that exactly how it is on the inside, like how it looks to us? No, of course not. Of course not, because uh, I would love to work more. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, I would have loved to work in different countries to meet more people, but I decided to do it in Luxembourg. So it's, yeah, it was my decision. And uh, maybe I didn't have the tough skin to go to Paris or wherever and to try over there. Uh, and also because I, I had my family, I, I wanted to, to, to stay here. What's the schedule like? So you have a job for two weeks, three weeks, and then... No, I'm working a lot in theatre. So in theatre, okay. you are on for at least three months, something like that, you know. And that's... A rehearsal okay. and uh, and the shows, you know. Right. It takes you, yeah, I would say three months. And so what are the hours like for each day? Um, it depends. Normally, I would say from 10 till uh, 5 p.m., something okay. like that. And then when you're playing, of course, you're playing. So in the evening, uh, sometimes Saturday, Sunday as well, you know, uh, when you're working, you're working and you're happy to work. So no, no problem. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, yes, I, I would say in the cinema, it's different because a uh, day of shooting can start in uh, six o'clock in the morning and end in uh, eight, uh, 8 p.m. It can happen. Uh, it's it's very different, but in the theater, I would say it's something like that from ten to to five, or uh, from uh, two till uh, ten in ten p.m. Something like that. Does working in theater m mean that it's very hard for you to have uh, like a a regular family life? Uh, yes, it's not easy. Of course, it's not easy. Uh, it's not easy because it's changing a lot. But that's what is corresponding to me as well because. Uh, I would die if I had uh, all the day the same days. <laughs> yeah. It would be it would be impossible for me to have something started at nine, finishing at five, and every every. That day was I never for you. Yeah. No, no, because um, I'm getting bored very very easily. So mm -hmm. after I, I don't know, it could be exciting for I don't know six months, a year, two years, maybe three, and then um, no, that's what I like. Uh, every day is different, completely mm -hmm. different. I know a little bit. I know what I'll do in June, for example. I know now what I'll have to do in the two next weeks. But then in three or four weeks, I don't know. Maybe something, maybe nothing. Does that but make you moment, nervous or does that excite you? Because no, it, it makes me nervous. Oh, it does make you nervous. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes. No, it's nice to, to, to do um, different things and to, to have different days. But it's, it can make you nervous when you don't know, when you, you don't know what will happen next. When, when you know you've got to play maybe in four or five months, okay, you, you've got a, um, a, a goal. goal. Yeah. Otherwise, it's, it's a bit difficult. So you just have to kind of trust that waiting period, don't mm -hmm. you? And you have to trust that something will come along and being as talented as you are, it does come along. Uh, I hope, I hope. And as I'm also uh, directing the Théâtre Ouvert Luxembourg, I've got work every day. You yeah, know, I, uh, I cannot stop working for the theatre. So you're uh, so directing also? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so when did you start doing that? Um, oof, I started, what, seven, seven years ago, something like okay. that, you know. Um, and I'm artistic director from the TOL since oof, 15 years, something mm -hmm. like that. But 
Yeah, so that means every day you've got administration work to do, you've got accountant work to do, uh, you've got uh, contacts with uh, the other groups who are rehearsing. Um, every day you've got to think. I'm, I'm, I'm never bored at home, uh, mm -hmm. unfortunately. <laughs> I am never bored. It's a good but, thing, um, yeah. And on when I'm directing, um, month before, uh, yes, you've got, you know, reading a lot of things, uh, watching whatever films or whatever, trying to do some research about the, the author, the theme of the play, uh, to, to get to in make, the mindset. Yeah, to, make, yeah. to make things happening, yeah. you know. Um, do you think that because you've worked as an actor, so it's easier for you to be a director because you know what it's like to be on the other side of that? For me, yes. I don't know for the others. For me, okay. yes. Uh, and I've got a lot of respect for the actor mm -hmm. because uh, I think it's uh, it's very uh, generous to to give all they are giving in a rehearsal mm -hmm. in front of no one except me. True, because <laughs> it takes a lot of energy. Yes, yeah. it does. And a lot, sometimes a lot of very personal things as well, you know. Yeah. Uh, sometimes what you are asking is not easy because uh, it's it's moving as well, you know. Yeah. Uh, so it's, yeah, I, I love the, the generosity of the actors. I've got a lot, a lot, a lot of respect uh, for what they are doing. So I'm, I, I really like that. And what do you prefer, directing or acting? I would say it depends. It depends with who you are working, really, because it, for me, it's very important. Mm -hmm. The human side of that job is very, very, very important. Uh, I'm less fragile when I'm directing. Okay. It's, it's more responsibilities. I'm, I'm always doubting yeah. if I'm directing or if I'm acti acting, but I'm, I re I'm really less fragile when I'm directing. You cannot be fragile when you are directing. You've got the actors. I mean, you've, mm -hmm. got, you've got to protect them. So. so you're almost like a different person when you're directing and when oh, you're yes, acting. Yeah. You have to yeah, put yeah. on a different it's persona. A it's a different job for me. It's a yeah. complete different job, completely. Yeah, 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 yeah. And where do you see yourself, I don't know, in 10 years? Do you see yourself giving up acting and going fully into directing or still doing both? Oh, st oh I hope still doing both. Okay. I, because the, I, I'm missing the stage when I'm, when I'm not acting. Okay. I'm, I'm really missing that uh, that feeling, that especially in the theater when I, where I'm acting a lot, it's very small place, and you've got that that wonderful things every night because the um, the audience is so near. Yeah. You, you can feel everything. Mm -hmm. You can feel when people are smiling, when they are a little bit laughing. Why on wow. what what part of your text? And you know a lot of their um, personal things. It's very I, responsive, isn't yeah, it, when yeah. you're that close? I think the, the audience doesn't realize that. But when you are saying something and when you hear it, uh, hmm, it's, it's a gift. It's a gift, really. True. You're because exposing you yourself, you actually, by yeah, responding, course, aren't you? Of yeah. course. And you don't know the person. True. But you know that this of, or this part of the play was responding to, to something. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he, he, and that's wonderful. That's really wonderful. That's so interesting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, that makes me feel like when I go to the theatre next time, I'm going to be a bit more careful <laughs> about my reactions. <laughs> don't be, don't be, because it's a gift you are giving to okay. the actors. That's cool. That's very cool. Um, what's been the ultimate highlight of your career? Hmm, it's a good question. Certainly when I took the, the artistic direction of the TOL. 
certainly okay. because um it was tough <laughs> yeah i was i was a bit young <laughs> yeah. um and yes the it, it certainly it was the the highlight certainly you sound like it was also overwhelming at the same time like it was yeah. because i took i don't didn't take the place but before me it was Claude Frisoni who mm. was uh, a, a man with a lot of charism mm. and first being a woman <laughs> and then being a bit young it was not easy it was not easy it was not easy to be accepted um yeah it was it was a tough job but it was very interesting and um i think i learned a lot like that i learned a lot on uh, how the human works even if they are yeah. all different that actually reminds me i had a question for you um and i almost forgot it but i'm glad that you reminded me now what do you think are the challenges that female actors face that male actors don't face hmm, much more mm. first uh, um, getting old it's much more difficult for a woman you can see all the famous actresses doing um mm. Uh, surgery surgeries thank yeah. you doing surgery it's it's oh, it's it's so sad but it's it's so difficult first i think it's difficult to get old <laughs> it's not a pleasure mm. uh, and then in that kind of job more for the dancer of course but in that kind of job you know that there's things you will not be able to play anymore and mm. for a woman it's much more cruel because Men, okay, if you are 50, you will not play a young guy of 20, of course. But uh, I think uh, for them, it's, it's, it's different. It's, um, it's a bit difficult to say in English, but uh, we are more, um, we forgive more, I would say, to men, actor. More forgiving when yeah. it comes to men. Yeah, yes. Yes, that's I, true. Uh, I think so. It's, it's much more cruel for a woman. First, because there's less roles. Yeah. Most of the roles are for men. Not most, but more roles are for men yeah. than for women. So that's the first problem. And, uh, and then, yeah, um, you don't f I think you don't forgive women that easily. I don't know why, but uh, it, it, first, the woman, the um, le regard, le regard. The uh, look. The look uh, of a woman for another woman is sometimes not not very soft, not very gentle. Mm -hmm. That's the first problem. And then, uh, yes, it's, I think it's, it's, more, it's more difficult, yeah. yeah. So you've spoken about aging um, as a woman, as a female actor. And what about body image? Because that comes up quite a lot for actors as well. So, you know, you might have to lose weight for a role or they might tell you to gain weight. But it seems like you are almost like a puppet when it comes to in this industry. How do you find it? It, de it, de it depends uh, on how you are as well, on how you accept yourself or not. Because, mm -hmm. uh, you know, you've got wonderful actresses uh, that are a bit uh, round and it's, it's wonderful. You look at some, someone like Monica Bellucci. Mm. Wow. But I mean, she's got she's got everything, you know. Yeah, <laughs> and she's she's just uh, gorgeous. And you would never tell her to lose weight. No, yeah, exactly. No, of course not. Yeah, you know? of course yeah. not. So it really, I think, first it depends on how you live with yourself. That's yeah. that's very 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 important. And then it depends on what you accept or not. Yeah. Um, because especially when you're young, uh, you are used for your physique yeah. as well. Uh, and I think there's a certain point when you've got to say, no, 
no, I don't want to do that. Yeah. Because, okay, I'm 28, 30, okay, I'm looking like that, but no, I want to go to go somewhere else. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, uh, you, you are losing yourself a little bit, I think. Mm. Um, okay, and there's two more questions that mm-hmm. I always ask um, everyone, so the listeners will already know what's coming up. What would you tell your 18-year-old self, Veronique? Hmm, that's a very good, very private question. <laughs> <laughs> if you're happy to share with no, us. No, of course, of course, no problem. Ah, it's, it, 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 it's not an easy question, I must say. Mm. Um, I think not to be too sensitive, uh, to have um, to build the protection you need for for that job really mm-hmm. uh, to be I don't know if in, in English you say to be armed yeah, yeah? absolutely to, to exactly be, to, to be armed for that okay because it's not uh, it's not a bisounours world <laughs> so you would have said that to your yes, yes so. certainly and then uh, I would also have said um, it's got nothing to do with love yeah it no no Love is somewhere else, but maybe not in that job. <laughs> yeah. But you think that sometimes when you're younger, you get confused. Yes, of course, because when you're not taken, you, th- you think people doesn't like or love you, oh, yeah. like you. True. Uh, and um, you, you are losing confidence as well, you know. Yeah. Uh, and but you can like someone. As well, yeah. you know, and when you are an actor, you don't decide. W- when you are a director, you you decide, and it's very mm-hmm. cruel uh, for me. For me, it's very very cruel mm-hmm. to have to decide. Um, but when you are an actor, you don't have to. Uh, y- you cannot decide. You you are um, a little puppet. Yeah, uh, it's a uh, it's a bit of a prostitution job as well. You know, uh, <laughs> uh, yes, you've got yeah. to seduce. Yeah. I how how, you, how will you seduce? Will you seduce with your talent? Will will you seduce with uh, uh, your body? Will you seduce with your mind? Yeah. How will you seduce women, men? But it's it's job. Yeah. It's it's a work of seduction seduction yeah. as well. You know. Uh, so not to to mix everything. Mm-hmm. But not to not get confused yes, between yes, that. Yes, yeah. Yes. Exactly. But really to think that uh, okay, if you are not taken, it's not. Maybe not because you are not loved, and it's got not in, in fact nothing to do with love, you mm-hmm. know. Because it can can be sometimes a bit bit tough, <laughs> especially when you're younger. I think yes, when you don't course. have you when you can't when you don't have the life experience behind yeah. you. I think it's much harder. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, if I if I would say something more mm. is never lose the enthusiast of okay. that job. Never, never, yeah. never, never, and. Always think yeah, that you are learning. I think, uh, I think very, very famous actors were still playing at uh, 75, 80, 85 years old. Mm. It's wonderful. And they are still learning. True. And they're doing that so good because they know they are still learning. Mm-hmm. If you see have a kettle or I don't know what kind of famous actor, my God, whoa. <laughs> yeah. And the final question is, what would be the soundtrack to your life and why? Oh, <laughs> hello. The soundtrack uh, is all the, all the Madman from, uh, from David Bowie. Why? Because if I'm thinking back to, uh, to my teenager years, I was uh, a complete fan, a huge fan of Bowie. And it was very funny because last year I went to see um, his 
not his exhibition, but the exhibition David Bowie is in Paris. Mm-hmm. And um, it was all my my life. I don't have the life of Bowie, but all my life were we, we, we in that exhibition. It was very, very Aww. funny because I could realize that uh, if I liked that man, that music, uh, that characters, those characters so much, it was because it was very near from the theater. And I started to be a fan of Bowie. I was 12 years old. So the theater was very, very far away. But for me, he was, he really was a kind of guide for me. It's mm-hmm. a bit crazy because I met him in concerts. He never met me, <laughs> but I did. <laughs> but um yeah, we, we never exchanged, but I, I really felt that last year that he he was a he was a guide. So it was very very sad, of course, uh, in January when he died. Yeah. But uh, but it's it's very funny in life how things are written, mm-hmm. and I could see on that day that things about my life were written at that time. It was it was very very so strange. Yeah, and I I love that song that is not very well known because he wrote it. It's a song about uh, Madman, yeah. and he wrote it for his um, brother, yeah. who was a schizophrenic. Okay, and um, I think it's it's very pure for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's my favorite song from Boy. <laughs> Cool. Thank you very much. We'll play that for you. Thank you. And thank you so much for being so honest and sharing your experience with us. Thank Um, you. It's so valuable. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Bye. So that's it for this episode of How I Got Here. Huge thanks to Veronique for sharing such a personal and honest story with us. Although there are many known obstacles to becoming an actress, she also shared with us the trials and tribulations which are less known too. I'll leave you with Veronique's chosen soundtrack, which is All the Mad Men by David Bowie. I'm Marina Lai from R City Radio. Thank you very much for listening. And please don't forget to leave us a review on iTunes. See you next time. They send my friends away To mansions cold and grey To the far side of town Where the thin men stalk the streets While the signs stay underground Day after day They tell me I can go They tell me I can blow To the far side of town Where it's pointless to be high Cause it's such a long way down So I tell them that I can fly I will scream I will break my arm I will do me harm Here I stand Foot in hand Talking to my wall I'm not quite right at all